Thanks for uh, thanks for worshiping with us this morning. God, you are good in Christ alone. I find my strength in Christ alone. We worship you alone, Jesus. Thank you for uh, giving us music. And uh, we just thank you for that gift. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to invite the kids to meet their teachers in the back. Um, that's ages, what, five to... Basically, ages four to grade six. So, yes, Trevor, that includes you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, have a good time back there. Learn something. I'll test you after. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we are going to enter a time of sharing as our as our sermon this morning, as our message, and I think that is extremely powerful because we want to know not just what Michael and and Grant have to say, or what I have to say about how God is moving in our people, how the, how the Holy Spirit is changing someone for the good of his kingdom, or maybe something that we're struggling with. All these things we want to we wanna bring to our Heavenly Father and submit, him to, submit, submit them to him. So first, I'm going to invite Nathan. Um, coffee and Bible, it's a good way to start a Sunday morning. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to pray over this time and uh, just let uh, Nathan take it from here. God, you are good. Thank you for giving people that are willing to share. And we ask that your Holy Spirit and your words come through Nathan and that he is a strong man of God that wants to lead his family and his children towards you and also the people in his life that need to know your name. And pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, good morning. So when Pastor Grant asked me to come up and share a few things, and I was thinking, what, what really should I talk on? What has God been putting on my heart? And I got kind of a strange thought saying, keep packing buckets. Okay, bit of an odd one, but it took me back to when we got the opportunity to pack buckets for uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine through MCC. And we packed buckets, sent care packages over. And from there I thought it was that is such a great point to encourage people on, encourage believers or brothers and sisters in Christ. So keep packing buckets, keep that in the back of your mind. So March 2020, um, I was given the great opportunity to become a full-time firefighter with the City of Mission. Anybody know what else happened in March 2020? Do I have to ask? We had COVID, we had lockdowns, we had everything. We had pretty much a horrible time to start becoming a first responder. So with, um, with COVID, with medical restrictions, with as well uh, a growing opioid pandemic that was gripping a lot of people and causing a lot of problems, what I thought I was signing up for to fight fires and rescue cats from trees, and that does happen, turned into a lot more of going on medical calls, 
helping a lot of people with breathing difficulties, helping a lot of people that might have thought they had COVID and should probably just go and get it checked out anyways, even though it was a sore finger or something. It really starts to take a, a toll on you, going out wanting to help people and at three in the morning you've got to jump out of bed to go and help another person whose finger hurts and think they're dying and they need to go to the hospital and get it checked out. And after a while, I'm not sure if this phrase was coined during the pandemic, but it certainly um, gained a lot of notoriety and it's called uh, compassion fatigue, where people just get tired of helping. People get tired of caring and people just kind of want to go on with their own thing and you know what, survival of the fittest, you kind of go do yours and I'll do mine. And from that, a verse that really, really stuck out to me was that in Galatians 6, 9, it says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It gets so easy, <clears throat> excuse me, coffee. It can be very easy to run from life to death, to just to look at the problem and to see an insurmountable problem that keeps coming in front of you. It is such a great reminder what Pastor Michael and Pastor Grant have told us, to run from death into life to not look at the problem with a person attached to it, but instead to run from death into life, look at the person who's having a problem. Never become tired of helping with other people and doing good. Um, you know this is important, because as, as I was reading a little bit further on, it says, see what large letters I used to write this to you with my own hand. And that is Paul writing to the people of, of Galatia. And it's kind of funny to look down in the notes and it says, you know, large letters and some, you know, may have been for emphasis or as some have suggested, maybe because he just had poor eyesight. I like to think it's a lot more the, um, the former over the latter. I think Paul wasn't blind. I think he was passionate. And to not have this written by a scribe, but to write in his own hand to encourage people, you need to, don't become weary in doing good help people. Therefore, as we have opportunity, and we all have opportunity, do good to all people, especially to those belonging to the believers of, uh, family of believers. So I just wanted to encourage everyone, keep packing buckets, keep, keep helping people where you have opportunity to help people. Sorry. I didn't count on that happening. It would be so easy for us to become overwhelmed by an issue like, like a war in Ukraine, that is, that's taking a toll on our brothers and sisters. It'd be very easy to just say, it's too big of an issue, we can't help. 
to look at the problem in death or to look at the problem in life and saying, we can help, we're going to keep packing buckets. We're going to keep helping the people that we can help. Thanks, thanks, Nathan. It's just I, I know that this uh, this church is a is a group of of great service, and uh, we keep our eyes fixed on the people in need. Because you know what, I, I think something we overlook too is that um, oftentimes we fix ourselves on the outward help, um, but you guys need help occasionally too, even the strongest of us, right? And so we're here to wrap our arms around one another, encourage each other, embolden each other, and equip one another to be those people of service in the name of Jesus, not for our own well-being, but in the name of Jesus. So thank you so much for for, for speaking. Um, Tom, where are you? Good morning, everyone. Um... I've got to work from notes, so um, we recently did um, a Bible study, um, and a uh, uh, video series. The name of the gentleman was uh, Greg Kokel, and um, his um, his one of his questions was, "What is Christianity?" And and uh, the the uh, the answer to that was um, it is uh, it is a picture of, of reality our reality and uh, our church and uh, how we're a part of that and uh, how we <coughs> how we are are uh, a part of that in the community and uh, um, when I. When I am um, working uh, with others and within the church, um, I, I often, you know, um, ask myself, um, you know, what, what kind of, a, what, what is my story? What is my reality? Uh, how am I going to reach out um, and, and attracts, attract members and people um, um, to my story and to the church, and if I if I uh, have a story uh, and I and and I um, start to tell people about um, uh, the fascination I have with with Hoya plants and sunflower seeds and broccoli and pineapple and and seahorses and, and spiral galaxies. And uh, tell them that God's got a, a part in that, and and that um, um, God God has created uh, built that into numbers, and uh, and it's <clears throat> and if we go on, if I go on to study that, and and I start to get into fractals, I'm going to lose people pretty quick, and they're going to wonder what I'm really talking about, and what it, what what does this church do? And it but it's something that that. Um, I find I find a fascination with and and uh, I will talk I, I talk about um, quite a bit by uh, with others but 
if um, we, we want to tell stories, uh, we, if we go, into, we go into the book of Matthew, and in chapter 13, um, uh, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, uh, uh, why do you uh, do nothing but tell stories? Uh, uh, stories when you're speaking to the people. And Jesus answered, uh, I have explained the secrets about the kingdom of heaven to you, but not to others. Everyone who has something will be given more, but people who don't have anything will lose even what little they have. I use stories when I speak to them because when they look and they cannot see, and when they listen and they cannot hear or understand. So God's promise came, uh, came true, just as the prophet, uh, prophet Isaiah had said. Um, so, um, and so the prophet uh, said, uh, these people will listen, uh, but never understand. They will look and uh, they will look and look, but never see. All of them uh, have stubborn minds. Their ears have, uh, are stopped up and covered, and uh, uh, they cannot hear or understand. If they could, they would turn to me, and I would heal them. But God has, ble uh, but God has blessed you um, and your eyes. Uh, your eyes can see and your ears can hear. Many prophets and, and good people were eager to, uh, were eager, eager to see uh, what you see and hear and what you hear. But I tell you that they did not see or hear. Um, so um, when I'm... Um, um, when I, I I'm, want to talk to others and uh, and tell them about about what church you know what I'm doing and what what I believe in, um, I um, uh, I. Um, I um, I often use uh, Emmett Fox as as uh, someone to go to, and uh, and instead of of uh, having uh, a complicated story or a story of that um, is maybe very very uh, trying to find a compelling story to to talk to others about to. Um, to tell them about my experience with Christianity, um, um, I, I use um, I, I use M. Fox quite a bit, and uh, I just want, I want to read uh, a little bit uh, of that, um, and uh, this is this is the uh, he's talking about the uh, the Lord's Prayer, and all he's talking about is the first two words of the Lord's Prayer, 
and that is our father. And, uh, and, and that, um, and he explains uh, this, uh, this simple statement is in itself uh, constitutes and defines uh, a complete system of theology. It fixes clearly uh, the distinct, uh, distinctly the nature and the character of God. It sums up the truth of being. It tells, tells all man uh, needs to know about God, about himself, and about, the na about his neighbor. Anything, anything, anything that is added uh, to this can only be a way of comment, uh, commentary and is more likely than not uh, to complicate the obscure true meaning of the text. Oliver Wendell Holmes, um, um, Wendell Holmes said, my religion is summed up in the first two words of the Lord's Prayer, and most of us will fix ourselves in full agreement with them. Um, notice, notice the uh, simple, clear-cut, definite statement, our Father, in this cause, Jesus lays down uh, once and for all that the that the relationship between God and man is that of the father and the child. This cuts out any possibility that the deity could, uh, could be relentless and cruel, a cruel tyrant that often is pictured in theology. Jesus says definitely that the relationship is that of the parent and the child, not of the oriental des, uh, desp uh, despot. Uh, dealing with groveling slaves, but a parent and a child. Uh, now, we all know perfectly well that men and women, however short they may uh, fall in other respects, nearly always do the best they can uh, for their children. Unfortunately, cruel and wicked, uh, wicked parents are to be found, but uh, they are, there's no... Uh, they are so exceptional to make a paragraph for newspapers. The, the vast majority of men and women, uh, sorry, I'm drying up a little bit here. The vast majority of men and women um, are, are their, best, uh, their best in dealing with their children, speaking of the same truth everywhere. Jesus said, uh, if you, uh, if you who are so full of evil nevertheless do your best for your children, how much more will God, who is altogether good, do for you? And so it begins in his prayer by establishing the character of God as that of the perfect father dealing with his children. Note that, that this clause which fixes the nature of God at the same time fixes the nature of man because man is the offspring of God. He must partake of the nature of God since the nature of the offspring is variably similar to that of the parent. It is, it is cosmic law that, uh, that light begets light. It is not possible that the rose bush should produce lilies or that the cow give birth to the colt. The offspring uh, is and must be the same nature as the parent. And so since God is the divine spirit, man must essentially be divine too, whatever parents uh, may say to the contrary. Let us pause here for a moment and try to realize the tremendous, 
step forward we have taken in appreciating the teachers of Jesus on this point. Do, not, uh, do you not see the single blow is swept, swept away 90% of the old theology with the avenging God, its chosen and uh, uh, chosen and favored individuals, its eternal hellfire, and all the other horrible paraphernalia of man's diseased and terrified imagination. God exists, and <clears throat> um, uh, God exists, and the eternal, all-powerful, all-present God is loving in the Father of mankind. Uh, in uh, and if we go to uh, Corinthians uh, Corinthians three, um, God uh, verses uh, twelve to uh, to fourteen. God loves you and has chosen you as His special people. Uh, so be gentle and kind and humble and meek and patient. But uh, put up with each other uh, and forgive anyone who does wrong against you. Just as uh, Christ has forgiven you, love is more important than anything else. It is what, uh, every, uh, it, it is what ties everything completely together. And so, And so, uh, when I um, when I do my reading and I talk to people and uh, and I try and uh, practice my conscious contact with God on a daily basis and. Uh, asking uh, for what his will is for me and, and the power and how I am to carry that out. I often find that I, I, I don't have a lot of tools, that I don't, I don't spend enough time uh, uh, in the word. Uh, the, more, the more I do, uh, the more, um, of course, comfortable. I become with talking to others, and so um, um, I've I, I've uh, enjoyed uh, the time that we've spent with uh, our our groups and our Bible studies and what we've done, and <clears throat> I look forward to uh, do, doing more so I can reach out. And I feel comfortable, and so that's that's what's really um, this is on my heart a lot, as as I try and work with people and having having some things to something to give someone something to say, something meaningful, and something that I I completely and truly believe, and and and. Um, I, I do, um, I, um, um, I do enjoy, enjoy doing this and, and, and spending this time. Um, 
<clears throat> Emmett Fox, I'm just going to read just a little bit more of him just to finish, uh, try and finish this thought. Um, so if you, if I uh, do my readings and I do my prayer and meditation and that kind of thing in the morning and I don't get too busy with myself and my day, which uh, I have uh, a pretty major fault of doing, uh, getting, letting life get in the way. Uh, but when I, when, when, when I don't, when we, you know, when we, when we, uh, when we do the work and we, and we sit down and we spend, uh, spend that time, um, everything else just uh, falls into place. And uh, I, find my, uh, I find myself and, and the people around me and uh, um, are all happier uh, because of that. Um, if you would meditate upon this uh, fact, and that is that the all-present God, the loving Father of mankind, is all-loving God. Um, if you would meditate uh, upon that fact um, until you had some degree of understanding of what it really means, most of uh, your difficulties and physical ailments would disappear, for they are rooted and grounded in fear. Uh, the underlying cause of trouble, uh, of all trouble, is fear. Um, if you only could realize, uh, to some extent, the omnipotent wisdom uh, is your, li uh, your living, loving Father, most of your fears would go. If you could realize it completely, every negative thing in your life would vanish away and you would demonstrate uh, perfection in every phase. That's uh, quite a promise. Uh, now you see the object that Jesus had in mind when he placed this clause first, and that is our Father. Uh, next we see that the, pr uh, the prayer says, not my Father, but our Father. And this indicates beyond uh, the possibility of mistake, the truth uh, of the brotherhood of man, it forces upon our attention at every, at uh, at the very beginning of the fact that all men are de indeed brethren and children of one Father, and so those are um, just some thoughts uh, that I that I have. Some of the readings I do, some of the things I do. Um, Kim and I, um, um, we, um, we pray uh, daily, several times a day, for, uh, for God's, God's will for us and, uh, and how we're going to find um, uh, the way to, to step into this community, step into mission, uh, step into this church, and, uh, and hopefully find... Uh, like-minded people uh, that want to um, that want to walk down this road with us and and cherish the word and uh, and and live this and do this and uh, and so with that I I hope um, there's um, um, something that um, you can take away with you today and uh, but. Um, 
you can see that I read this guy a little bit from the, the bookmarks. And uh, um, with that, uh, I'll say thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Tom, for sharing this morning. It's, uh, yeah, it's important to know that we are, that we are common in that we are all children of the one father. And uh, I love just, just describing his character as, as a father, as our true father. Um, it is so unifying for, for us as, as believers. So thank you for sharing that this morning. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think, Kim, if you want to come up and share as well. Where is Kim? Is she here? Oh, she's behind the camera. Awesome. we're out of time but my name's Kim for those of you who don't know me and um, I grew up in a, a family that did not believe in God I, I was not brought in, brought up in the church and um, I got to a point in my life where I guess I was living in hell and I, I cried out to a God I didn't know to help me because I couldn't go on and I didn't want to die and I didn't know what I didn't know what to do and God answered me and um, it's like he reached out into my hell and pulled me out and um, I still you know I still I, I knew who God was I knew he existed because he'd done that but I had no idea uh, of the scope of of what went with that. And over time, I've been led gradually, slowly, to a place of coming to know um, a little bit about church, a little bit about the Bible, and I've come to know Jesus. And I was fortunate enough to be involved with the MB Church up in Grand Forks, where I was baptized in the Granby River about t uh, 12 years ago. and. Um, so anyhow, long story short, God has led me in some winding paths, I will say, and to bring me to, to mission. Um, and now my mother is 99, and she still doesn't believe. And I try, as my friend Karen says, to put a pebble in her shoe. And I think it's there, and it's giving her a little bit of discomfort. But I still can't quite get through to her and so I just I just pray that uh, one day she'll recognize what's going on. In the meantime I, I do work with a, a group of women who have come who are coming from the place I started in and um, you know where we were the I was the unwashed, the leper, the um, Mary Magdalene, the woman at the well, um, and I've been relieved of all of that. And I've been blessed with a passion and a love to work with these women. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I get fed so much um, in doing that. In, like, they give me back way more than I could ever get. And, uh, 
And that's just my little way of, of trying to bring God's glory and, and the presence of Jesus to other people who don't know. And because I came from a place of not knowing God, not knowing Jesus, I feel the importance of reaching out into the community to people who wouldn't know if they didn't hear. And, um, and I've, been, I've been very blessed by that. And thank you so much, Cedar Valley. And thank you, Jessica. Why don't you stay up here? We're, um, I'm just going to... We don't do this openly enough, but I want to just pray in this moment for her mom. Um, she's, if you're saying she doesn't know Jesus yet, um, I, I don't know if any of you are in that same place, but um, if you don't know who Jesus is, I know that is a, a pain that uh, people feel as they see uh, people age in their life or experience, experience death in those moments. We had the pleasure of being at my father-in-law's service last week. And there is something just so beautiful about having hope in Jesus. And when you don't have that in, in your family, it's a pain that people experience that's very real. So let's enter into prayer for that right now, okay? Heavenly Father, you are a good, gracious Father. You want us to come to you. Um, you've offered a way. And not everybody knows that way openly. It's not obvious to them. They haven't, it hasn't been revealed to them. So God, I just pray over Kim's mom that, that um, she, that is revealed, that we are earnest in continuing to plant that seed, that we are continually praying over those loved ones that we want to reveal your name to them. And... God, I so just pray specifically that your Holy Spirit would move through those that don't know you today, that they would see your face and that they would understand that you are there waiting for them. So, Lord, I just pray this as a church that we offer the gospel with kind, gentle hearts in the way that you healed so many and i just ask this in the power of your holy spirit in the name of jesus amen thank you for sharing that with us and as we close the service i i just you know what sharing is very important i want you to do that intentionally with one another throughout the week or, or even after the surface stick around and, and find someone that you want to talk to because uh you know we can make another pot of coffee if we if we need to or grab a drink of water whatever needs to happen to just intentionally connect with one another we are um, here to serve one another and serve our community but grow and uh, learn how to be how to be and reach out to those that just don't know who jesus is and so yeah as we close this uh close this morning i'm 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 going to read a, a verse that was brought to my attention this week with my children, and I, I love it. And sorry, I'll just have to bear with me one second. And it's in regards to a conversation Callie and I were having, and Trevor, Trevor kind of interceded too without him really knowing what we were talking about. And it's in regards to preparing a room, a place of many rooms. 
And uh, just a little bit of context for that conversation. Callie is, as a seven-year-old, is is trying to understand what it means. Am I going to Am I going to heaven? What does that mean? And so I read her this verse: My father's house has many rooms. And if that were not so, would I not have told you that? I am going to prepare a place for you. And um, out of nowhere, Trevor from another room, he says, I found a verse. I, uh, I want to share it. And he openly shared that very same verse from a different um, piece of scripture, exactly the same, describing God preparing a place. That reassurance that... The Holy Spirit moves through children at 9 o'clock at night when we're trying to put them in bed. And he moves through us when we share our stories with our coworkers. And they do it when we hug one another when we're sad. And so I just encourage you to be encouraged and emboldened to be believers in Jesus and willing to care for one another in service and in hugs and and accountability too. So can I just close the service with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we, we, we humbly submit to you and we ask for you to be a part of our lives, intentionally leading us, showing us the path. And when we step off that path, you just help us back on the path that you prepared for us. God, you are good. Thank you for giving us um, a time of just sharing this morning. And I just pray a blessing over these people that they go into their places and they're willing to plant those seeds of hope for those who do not have hope. And I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Please go this week with, uh, with that encouragement, with that drive to just know that not everybody you encounter knows the name of Jesus. Please do it willingly, and, and you never know what fruit you'll, you'll see from that. So thank you for joining us this Sunday.